and welcome to Unashamed, a Smut Lovers podcast where we just want to talk about smut. I'm Courtney. And I'm Kelsey. And we are doing another read-along. It is Candace Wright, Vices and Vows. So anybody who's listened to the podcast before knows that we love Candace Wright. We do. Yeah. So this is a dark mafia romance. Uh, I've read the blurb before. It seems right up my alley. I love a good dark romance. And Candace Wright's pretty great at them. So she has two vibes. Oh, my gosh. I'm so fu- – okay. Please excuse me, everyone. I just finished doing yoga, and I'm so, like, relaxed and spacey right now. I literally lifted my head to talk into the mic and, like, felt myself drift. Um, sorry. <laughs> so she has two vibes. Um, when it comes to her dark romances and one of them is laced with some levity and is really easy to read Um, and the other vibe that she has is not laced with any levity is completely dark and twisted and fucked up and like they are both valid vibes Um, they're just different and so from the blurb of this book, I have a feeling we're going to be going more along the lines of the dark and twisty, um, like coerce, like compel. I think we're going to be in that vein more than we are like underestimated. I definitely do think that from the ver- the blurb especially. So uh, it looks like Nova, the main female character, I don't know if, she sh- if any of these characters have showed up before. Or if they're like... I don't think so. I think that this is a separate... um, I mean, I wouldn't put it past her to have crossovers in it. But it doesn't ring a bell. But I'm also a couple books behind on Candace Wright. So there's that. Yeah, same here. So, like I said, it looks like this is a brand new universe. Or at the very least, like, just a separate entity from what we've seen before. And which I'm so down for. Candace Wright can build a world like nobody else. Uh, it, she's very good. And she is good at like, even when she does intertwine her stories together and you see like cameos from other characters, she just does it so well. So not, either way, I won't be disappointed. But it looks like the main female character has to kind of choose between marrying a man who despises women or selling herself to the i'm assuming main male character and it looks like he's definitely trying to get her by any means necessary i'm so excited i love these types of books i know that's super fucking that's a huge red flag but i like it in my reading not my real life so yeah this is definitely it feels like it's gonna be a courtney style book for sure um and candace right i mean i do enjoy candace right however Let's let's take it back some months to when we read uh what was it? Did we read Compel? Or what whatever that book was. We read uh, both of them, but I think yeah, Compel was the one the second what, one that we read on the podcast. One of them I liked and the other one I did not and the other one you liked and didn't. So um she okay hmm i'm pretty sure i liked the second one 
You liked compel and I liked coerce. So let let's dive into that before we go into this book just slightly. Um because even if a book is dark and twisty, that does not necessarily mean it's gonna be Courtney's jam. Yes. There she does have limits. limits. And her limits are much different than my limits. Um, if if I'm going into a dark and twisty, like I want to have shock factor, I want you to fuck it all up. Like, let's just cause some fucking chaos. If I'm going into a dark book, like bring it on, pitch black me, you know, like, um, and Courtney lives in the gray. Courtney likes um, to at least have some semblance of belief in there. Uh, and if I'm going dark, I want I want you to fuck it all up, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, I need an emotional connection. Like if you're gonna be as dark as like, you know, if you're gonna put in some super dark content, I need there to be some sort of belief in like actual love in in between the characters. It can't just be like dark for dark sake and like I'm only keeping this person even though they truly don't want to be here. If I don't feel like they truly have a real love connection by the end of the book. It's a flop for me. It's just that you can't do all of the dark and twisted shit and then not have this actual true love connection that's going to keep you together. You know, it's it it's a weird emotional thing for me. Like if I don't feel like the characters truly have that emotional connection, I don't like all of the dark and twisted stuff that's happening. Yeah, so and I am like if I'm reading a dark book, like, I'm okay if you just fuck it all up and we just go for a ride. Um, but I, I, Candace Wright can go either way. Like, you really don't know what you're getting. Yeah, which it's, it's a fun ride regardless. I, you know, and I trust, I trust Candace Wright's writing enough that I can go in relatively blind and know I'm at least going to, Enjoy the writing. If nothing else, I'm going to enjoy the writing, the world building, and just the roller coaster of the read that it is. Whether or not I personally like the book is debatable, but I will enjoy reading just the roller coaster itself because Candace Wright is a phenomenal writer. So, downloading the book, opening it up, the very first thing that pops up is the uh, trigger warnings are located at the very end of the book. Who for the rebels who go in blind. It's worth remembering that Vice Moretti is an anti-hero at best, a villain at his worst, and a monster for the parts in between. This love story is raw and toxic, and like the man himself, a little unhinged. Please proceed with caution. Um, do we do our due diligence and read the trigger warning, or do we go in blind? Like, as podcasters, I feel like we should, but as readers, I like to be surprised. Um, oh. Yeah, I'm always saying that your mental health matters, so I feel like we should read it. I don't care. I would be happy to go in blind, but because we're doing this as a read-along, I feel like we should do our due diligence because for you listeners, oh. some of you may not be into all of the things that we are, and your mental health matters more than listening to an episode. Um, so here's the trigger warnings. Sexually explicit scenes, dub con, gunplay, profanity graphic torture and violence references 
to child abuse, rape, and sex trafficking, off-page rape, not of main characters, attempted rape, assault, death of a child mentioned in the prologue set 20 years before the main story, reference to homophobia and gun violence. Okay, that wasn't bad. The death of a child, I'm not really excited for, but it's just a prologue. So, so, but it says it's set so far before. I'm assuming it's one of the parents of the main characters that had death of a child. At least I'm, I'm assuming, I don't know how old these characters are, but I want to say if it was set 20 years before, it's likely not these characters' kid, like maybe a sibling. Yeah, I don't know. So it looks like our midway point is chapter 22. Oh, you're on it. I literally just started doing that. All right. Okay, perfect. I am so ready to dive in. Yep. Um, Okay, so if you are reading along with us, go ahead and read until chapter 22 and come back. Pause here. Okay, we're back. Yes. Um, there's lots of lots to dive into. Yeah. So, so, go ahead. <laughs> so it starts off with like a a bunch of murders, right? Of the Don, like the Mafia Don's family, his son, his wife, um. And then I think that they said, like, some other people were murdered, too. There was basically a bunch of distractions caused to try to kill his whole family. And he managed to get his wife or his daughter and his, I don't know how to pronounce that word, consigliere? Sure. His daughter as well. He managed to get to the daughters before... They were killed and swapped them, essentially. So he had his daughter um, trained to be a guard to protect the other girl and put her in the position as if she was the daughter. That way, if somebody ever did get to her, they were killing the other girl and his legacy would would be safe. Yeah, and they I think there were like four at that point. So uh because he asks finally he kind of divulges like what happened with Nova, the main female character, and he's like, Well, you're my daughter, but he he kind of divulges everything and asks if she remembers that day. She has no memory of it because she was just a kid. And so he says, like, you're my daughter. I switched you guys and now I need you to marry this guy who's like his underboss and he is a piece of shit. Like he rapes and like brutally beats all of the um, working girls they have. I don't know. They're mafia locations like the casinos and stuff like that. So one of them ends up dying. The other one, I do think this is somewhat connected to, I can't remember which of the main characters, but one of them, uh, kind of runs like an underground like network to get women and children and people just like people out of trafficking and out of like really dangerous situations. I cannot remember which series it was from. I think it was her. It rings a bell. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think 
It rings a bell. It was like one of her standalone, like male female series. I think so. Yeah. So anyway, so I think it's loosely connected to that, but that's really the only mention you have of like anything connected to her other series so far. Uh, anyway, so she goes behind the Dawn's back. Her biological father goes to the man who raised her, which is the consigliere, consigliere, whatever. And he says, you know, he would not let me love you, but I loved you anyway. You know, I feel like you're really my daughter and it's too late to save his actual daughter because she grew up to be just awful, the worst human ever. And so they kind of make a plan that they're going to go to one of the enemy five fam, one of the enemy families of her family and try to get protection from this guy named Vice Moretti who's in prison. It's yeah. Yeah, it's and, a whole thing. And so she ends up saving him and he agrees to marry her. And he's got like an obsession with her now. And so right where we're leaving off. So first of all, Gia, the other daughter, is a bitch. She's awful. She murdered one of the working girls and then like masturbated in the blood. And so fucking gross. Um and so that's okay. So like her and Aldo are basically perfect for each other and they are both awful people. So as far as anybody is aware, he's set to marry Gia um, because no one knows that Nova is actually the Dawn's daughter, but Nova ran and got married to Vice in secret. So right before we ended there was a run-in with Nova and Aldo, and he beat her, and she managed to get away and went to the Don and said, look what he did to your daughter, and the Don hit her. Basically, was like, well, it's not rape because you'll be married, and, you know, he can do whatever he wants with you at that point, and she's like, you know I'm going to die, right? And, like, he, it's not a concern of his, basically. And so then as she's trying to leave, Gia tries to get into the mix and she punches Gia (laughs) and leaves and goes back to Vice. And right where we ended off, Vice was starting to get some revenge. So he beat the shit out of Aldo. He drugged the Dawn. And then he also like drew Sharpie all over Gia and cut off her hair. So... Yeah, and the Don is dying. That's why he wanted this all to come out because he said that once he dies, everything is going going to go into Nova's name, and she it'll like come out that she's his daughter anyway. So that's why he wants her to marry Aldo before he dies. He has like it was originally for a month. Now it's supposed to be where we are in the book, like the next day, or yeah, the day, day after. after tomorrow. Yeah, so. so uh, when he goes and drugs the Dawn Vice, he does it so that he has to stay home and like watch the wedding from afar. And he says, I'll be right here with him while it happens. So I'm assuming he's going to kill the dad like right after the whole wedding festivities happen. And I think he's what good. Nova's gonna go along with the wedding, but it won't be real because she's already married. I don't know if she'll even show up. I think she's going to kind of pull a fast one and let Gia marry Aldo. And then nobody gets a fucking thing. 
and everything goes to Vice Moretti, and that's the last thing that the Don wants, and I think that that would be the best, like, poetic justice, is if she just doesn't even fucking show up, Don's not there to stop anything, nobody else knows what's going on, you know, and then they end up getting married. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, there's a lot going on, like, I know we tried to recap it as best we could, but like there's other little details going on and it's it's just insanity. So it's really good so far. Uh, I wasn't too sure. The very first point of view you get from Vice is like (laughs) (laughs) it's him like jacking off to the to a newcomer in prison crying. And I was like, I think this is going to be one of those kinds of books. But then he goes on and it's not so bad. I thought this was going to be one of those like ones that Candace Wright does where it's just more on the pitch black side where like the main male character doesn't actually really have like any sort of moral compass or anything. But he does sort of no women and kids or at least no kids. So, yeah, no kids, (laughs) Um, which I yeah, he's he's not bad. I mean, like he is, but he's not. So he's redeemable, I guess. He's my kind of like morally gray, morally dark character. Yeah, I like him. Um, it is there. Yeah, I don't know. We'll yeah, see. What I mean, That's my theory, though. My theory is like if she does show up, she's just going to let the wedding go on as normal and let them get married. And I don't think that she's going to like do the swap. I don't think she's going to – I think she's just going to let Gia marry him. I think – yeah. So – and then maybe Vice will kill the Dawn after that because he's, like, sick, sick. So it wouldn't really be much of a stretch for him to die because he was trying to make the wedding pushed up because he knew he didn't have very long left anyway. So it wouldn't be unheard of or, like, it wouldn't be unbelievable for him to, like, die that day or that night after the wedding. And then it come out after and Aldo and Gia find out – that you know it's actually nova he wanted the whole time yeah so i don't know i want to get into it because i want to see if i'm right same okay so if you are reading along with us go ahead and read till the end of the book and come back pause here okay we're back yes okay i want to start by saying i do love candace right so don't um, take it personal when I shit on the ending of this book. It sucked. Okay, no, sorry. I don't want to be rude. It's not that it sucked. It. I felt so it cheated. It sucked. Okay, here. Mm, okay. This was the... Ugh. I love Candace Wright. I don't want to shit on her. So I'm having a hard time nicely saying this. This was the laziest, most unnecessary ending I have ever read from her. There were things thrown in there for absolutely no reason, just for the sake of being fucking thrown in there. Why did she get amnesia? Why? Yeah. What? Completely fucking unnecessary. It felt like... I don't know. She had a deadline 
Yeah, it felt lazy and, and rushed and like it did pointless. So uh I don't even remember where we left off, but basically I think it was like right before the wedding. So anyway, uh the wedding goes how we think it's going to. Uh she lets Gia marry Aldo and then Vice kills her dad. And then at the funeral, or not the funeral, the will reading, whatever. Uh, at the will reading, it kind of just happens how we all thought it would, right? Uh, they find out that it was really her that was the daughter and not Gia. And Aldo, like, freaks out. And I feel like this one was a little confusing, too, because it says that everything goes to my daughter's husband, right? But Aldo, like, still somehow keeps control of it. Yeah, I. it was not well done. This was not well done. And mm-hmm. I hate to say that because Candace Wright has been one of my favorite authors for a long time. Um, but this ending was a flop. Everything after the wedding was just bad. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. bad writing. It was bad, like, storytelling. Yeah, it, it it was um it was so disjointed. It was like things were happening and nothing was seamless. I felt very yeah. cheated. And I hate saying that about Candace Wright and I knew like coming into recording this um last piece that I was going to have to say it because I'm not a fucking liar, okay? But this was not well done. It just wasn't. I feel like um, I'm having flashbacks to, like, Charlie Meadows, you know, in the Unlucky 13 world, where you expect one thing and you get something totally different. (laughs) Okay, so we had a little bit of technical difficulties. I'm not sure what is going to be, like, edited in and out from clips, but... um, So basically, what I was saying was that this, the ending of this book gave me like Charlie Meadows vibes, where like you go in expecting one thing and just don't get that. Like from the Unlucky 13 world, if you don't uh, remember, we did not enjoy that book. Okay. Um, And I was really, I had high hopes for Candace Wright because I love Candace Wright. And the ending of this book felt like, um, baby author, no editor, no beta reader type shit. Yeah, it definitely felt rushed, disjointed, choppy. It was like things were just kind of like thrown in to, I don't know, get pages or something. It was. Yeah, this book should have ended way sooner than it did. It was dragged out for no reason. There was yeah, and the Asia part, it was like it's not the thing that bothered me the most with it was because uh so a lot happened. Um, like so Vice was the one who killed her mother. That which also okay, yeah, let's fucking talk about that too before we just breeze past that. Because what is the fucking age gap here? Because they don't talk about there being an age gap. The whole entire time. But then you find out he's like at least 20 years older than her. Right at the very end. 
Well, so his oldest brother is 30-something, which would make him... He's like 31, 32. That doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. So then is he older than his brother? Because if his brother... I think his brother was like 33 because he was 23 when he went to prison 10 years ago. But then 20 years ago, that would have made him, even if he was 30, like four, he would have been 14 when he killed her mom. And it specifically says that he's not, he was not a child. His brother was. So his brother was younger. But so then he's got to be like 40 something. At least. Like there's a massive age gap there that was just like brief. Usually so good with details like this too. Like it makes sense. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with an age gap uh, in in books. I but like it should be one mentioned. sometimes are sketchy, but it should yeah, be mentioned. Yeah, I don't. I really thought that the other brother was older. I thought it was mentioned that he was the older no. brother, but you're right. He couldn't be. He physically couldn't be. If he's only 33, 20 years ago, he wouldn't have even. He would have been like a child. They said that he was a child during the shootings, and that's why he fucked it up. I don't know. I don't even know. It didn't make sense. I didn't really like this book. I mean, it was an enjoyable read, like an easy read, but like coming from the perspective of a read-along book and like doing the podcast, it's incredibly disappointing when you can't like come back and say like oh this is one of my favorite authors and she hit a home run like she didn't with this one like the no the definitely definitely the I, thought, I just thought there were like a lot of details that like either didn't make sense didn't fit or just were off yeah the details were not, um, not good yeah the storyline itself was just a little my favorite uh definitely i mean i'm still gonna read candace Wright's books but i i definitely was not uh super impressed this time it was disappointing especially because like all the way up until after the wedding things were pretty decent like things were all right and then after the wedding happened, it was like she just passed this off to like her fucking assistant who had no writing experience to <laughs> finish off the storyline. Like what? It it didn't it stopped making sense after the wedding. Yeah. Like the the all of the setup that was done for everything in the story just like got thrown out the fucking window. And we just pieced together some shit that sounded good at the time. I don't get it, but yeah, I, don't I mean, like, uh, if we weren't doing it for a read-along, like, I probably would have just been like, okay, whatever, and, like, not really thought too much about it, but because during the read-alongs, we are a little more hypercritical of the books that we read, um, because the whole point of this is for us to kind of, like, analyze it and talk about it together, the pros and the cons, um, I thought up until the wedding, or up until after the wedding, this was a great book, and then I don't know what happened. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah, I don't want to shit on it too too much, but like like Kelsey said, we are way more hypercritical when we are uh, read along doing a read along with a book because you have to really examine the details, and this one just really didn't hit the mark. So, 
And Candace Wright usually does. So that's why it's like, mm, if you haven't read any other Candace Wright books, do that because y- you'll be much more impressed. <laughs> I recommend you do not start with the Coel and Co- No, oh, no, Coerce oh, and Compel. Oh, this episode is about to come out. So, hi guys. Happy Monday. So, next week, we are going to be. She told me, Courtney told me what we were doing next week. Oh, it's to catch a firefly uh, by. Yeah, Emmy Sanders. Yeah, I'm so excited for it. It's a friends to lovers mail mail. I'm so excited for it. I have actually been seeing um, quite a bit of stuff about this book in a positive light. It has 401 reviews and it's still at a 4.9. Like, I have to go just came out a few days ago so yeah so that'll be next um for all of our fellow male male readers look forward to that so i don't have anything else okay Uh, so thank you guys so much for listening if you're interested in listening to the cat uh to catch a firefly episode stick around for next week and thank you so much bye thanks bye